Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is March 23rd, and it's the Feast of St. Terebius of Magroveo. Hope I pronounced that correctly. We will be reading paragraphs 636 through 643 today. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. By the expression, he descended into hell. The Apostles' Creed confesses that Jesus did really die, and through his death for us conquered death, and the devil, who has the power of death. In his human soul, united to his divine person, the dead Christ went down to the realm of the dead. He opened heaven's gates for the just who had gone before him. Paragraph 2. On the third day he rose from the dead. We bring you the good news, that what God promised to the fathers, this day he has fulfilled to us, their children, by raising Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus is the crowning truth of our faith in Christ, a faith believed and lived as the central truth by the first Christian community, handed on as fundamental by tradition, established by the documents of the New Testament, and preached as an essential part of the Paschal mystery, along with the cross. Christ is risen from the dead. Dying, he conquered death. To the dead, he has given life. Roman numeral one, the historical and transcendent event. The mystery of Christ's resurrection is a real event with manifestations that were historically verified as the New Testament bears witness. In about AD 56, St. Paul could already write to the Corinthians, I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. The apostle speaks here of the living tradition of the resurrection, which he had learned after his conversion at the gates of Damascus. The empty tomb. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. The first element we encounter in the framework of the Easter events is the empty tomb. In itself, it is not a direct proof of the resurrection. The absence of Christ's body from the tomb could be explained otherwise. Nonetheless, the empty tomb was still an essential sign for all. Its discovery by the disciples was the first step toward recognizing the very fact of the resurrection. This was the case first with the holy women, and then with Peter. The disciple whom Jesus loved affirmed that when he entered the empty tomb and discovered the linen cloth lying there, he saw and believed. This suggests that he realized from the empty tomb's condition that the absence of Jesus' body could not have been of human doing, and that Jesus had not simply returned to earthly life, as had been the case with Lazarus. The appearance of the risen one, Mary Magdalene, and the holy women who came to finish anointing the body of Jesus, which had been buried in haste because the Sabbath began on the e evening of Good Friday, were the first to encounter the risen one. Thus, the women were the first messengers of Christ's resurrection for the apostles themselves. Then were the next to whom Jesus appears, first Peter, then the twelve. Peter had been called to strengthen the faith of his brothers, and so sees the risen one before them, 
It is on the basis of his testimony that the community exclaims, The Lord has risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. Everything that happened during those paschal days involves each of the apostles, and Peter in particular, in the building of the new era begun on Easter morning. As witnesses of the risen one, they remain the foundation stones of his church. The faith of the first community of believers is based on the witness of concrete men, known to the Christians, and for the most part still living among them. Peter and the Twelve are the primary witnesses to his resurrection, but they are not the only ones. Paul speaks clearly of more than 500 persons to whom Jesus appeared on a single occasion, and also of James and of all the apostles. Given all these testimonies, Christ's resurrection cannot be interpreted as something outside the physical order, and it is impossible not to acknowledge it as an historical fact. It is clear from the facts that the disciples' faith was drastically put to the test by their master's passion and death on the cross, which he had foretold. The shock provoked by the passion was so great that at least some of the disciples did not at once believe in the news of the resurrection. Far from showing us a community seized by a mystical exaltation, the Gospels present us with disciples demoralized, looking sad, and frightened. For they had not believed the holy women, returning from the tomb, and had regarded their words as an idle tale. When Jesus reveals himself to the eleven on Easter evening, he upbraided them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.